Welcome to the Wonder Woman Club podcast. We bring you conversations that will inspire, empower, and educate you to thrive both in business and in life. My name is Vash Naidu, and I'm your host, an intuitive fempreneur coach and the founder of the Wonder Woman Club, a global community of phenomenal women doing phenomenal things in the world. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Wonder Woman Club podcast. Today, we have a wonderful guest, Mary Massey, who is a lifestyle coach, and she's going to share a wealth of wisdom on her journey um, and what happened internally before the outward journey actually showcased to everyone else. So welcome, Mary. Thank you for joining us. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about how you got into this journey and where you are right now. Wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So my journey started, I just want to give you a quickie rundown of it because there are so many layers to it. And as with any journey, you know, there are so many aspects of the story that eventually can help us in many different ways, even as we look back. So for me, I would say uh, about 13, 14 years ago, I lost my dad to a heart attack. And when he passed, I got really, really depressed, really depressed which eventually led me to start going to the gym, just trying to get myself a little bit better. And when I did that, I found a class called Zumba. And this was back in 2007. I don't know if you're familiar with Zumba Fitness. So, (laughs) yes. So to me, that was kind of like an hour of therapy. And it really helped to just bring a little bit of joy into my life. And even though I have a very supportive husband and at the time my daughter was really small, all I wanted to do was lock myself in a closet. I was already an introvert, you know, growing up and I was always very, very shy. And having lost my mom at a young age, all I had was my dad. So he was kind of like my safety net. And when he passed away, I just felt like I was floating on an ocean without an anchor with no direction. And all I could think about was if I could just lock myself in the closet, I would be just fine. But I had a husband and a daughter to think about as well. So little by little, I started venturing out, got to the gym and found this class, which totally reinvigorated me. And it brought so much joy to my life. And little by little, I felt like I was coming back you know, to my usual self. So that journey of Zumba Fitness eventually led me to become an instructor myself. So after about two years of being a participant, my instructor moved away and I was left with a bunch of her classes. And when that happened, I was kind of forced to become a different person. You know, being an instructor and being a participant in class, even if you know all the routines, there's so many different elements to being a good instructor. So for somebody who was so introverted and shy, it was, I believe, the launching pad to everything that I have done in the last 13 years. So that journey led me to become a personal trainer, which eventually led me to become a life coach. And having had a lot of business background because I was a web designer and I had my own company for about 16 years, you know, all that business insight. And one of the reasons why I was so good at web design is because it was just me and the computer. You know, a lot of my clients, I didn't even have to meet them in person. They were international. They were out of state. So we did not even have to meet face to face. So that face to face interaction was always something that made me so, so nervous. 
public speaking always made me so nervous. So I have to credit my Zumba fitness journey with providing me the ability to speak to people, you know, to become this different person. So that in a nutshell is where that transformation began for me. That's, um, you know, that's such a, it's such a, it always takes, I think sometimes such a deep rooted dark space for us to enter that transforms us. And that's the scariest part of the journey is when we have to enter that deep dark space. And, and grief is, um, is, is one of those spaces. Um, I also lost my dad um, when I was nine years old. And, um, and I think that for me at that time, I didn't process it because I was really young, but I processed, processed it later on, which brought with its own challenges. And, um, and I can totally appreciate that space of just not wanting to be out in the world and not wanting to see anyone. And especially if you're an introvert as well, because you're just trying to cope with your own stuff that's going on. And, um, and I love the fact that, you know, the thing is we, we always talk about, it's like add more joy into your life, but literally, adding joy into your life changes your makeup and your DNA in so many ways. And Zumba was just an amazing way to do that. Dance dance is just an amazing way to do that as well. Um, so with this process, you know, I think to kind of go deeper into it, what, what was your process when you were going through this challenging part of your life? Um, you know, because I think that a lot of people go through grief and it's not just grief of losing a loved one, but it's grief of different things losing um you know a business or gr grieving a dream or grieving your old self sometimes we we don't let go of the person we you we thought we were going to be and how our life turned out a few years later sometimes we have to grieve all of those things so what was that process for you of exploring grief and healing through that it took a long time if i'm going to be honest and when i coach my clients sometimes and i had a a client who was going through something similar she lost her father and then her brother within i believe a year so it was a lot and I, all i can say is that you just have to understand yourself a little bit better right and you have to know that it's a space where you don't want to be for too long so grief has many many stages and you're going to feel okay in some moments you're going to to feel a smile coming and then sometimes we stop ourselves right like why are we smiling now when we should be sad well for me it's always been about honoring my dad's memory and always remembering his voice and the things that he would say to me so anytime that i felt like i was just wanting to stay in that space i always felt his hand pulling me out and one of the reasons why is because he was such a joyful person. He always had gratitude in his life. He would sneeze and he would say, thank you, you know? So he was constantly grateful for anything and everything that would go on. He would get pulled over, he was grateful for that. He would get stuck in traffic, he was grateful for that. So for me, I, I learned to appreciate the amount of time that I had him in my life. I didn't feel like, oh my gosh, I've lost so, so much in my life. I began to reframe that thought into I had so much in my life. And I continue to honor a lot of those lessons and those memories. He was my first dance partner. He was the one who instilled that entrepreneurial spirit in me from a young age, even though I was too shy to do anything about it at the time. So you look at what you have lost and of course you miss your loved one. But if you focus on the positive lessons and also on how they would feel if they were to see you in this state. 
right? So for me, it was more like, okay, if he were to see me in this state now, how would he feel? He wouldn't be proud of me. He would tell me to snap out of it. And he would say to me, worry about what's in front of you, not what's behind you. But like I said, it takes a while and it takes a lot of internal work. And that internal work for some people can take weeks, for other people it can take years until we learn to think a little bit differently. So that is the best that I can say about that is to really understand yourself and to find commonality with other people, right? To find support. The support doesn't have to come from people that you know, it can come from a stranger. You know, just understand that there are other people who have gone through worse and who have gone through similar things that you have. You're not alone. And uh, for me, I, I internalized so much that it took me a while to, to learn that I could reach out for help, that I could listen to other people instead of closing myself in. It might feel okay at the moment, but in the long term, that can actually cause more harm than good. I think that, you know, you touched on so many of the key, key points, um, you know, that, that the first point is it doesn't, we don't have a time scale for when we heal. We don't have an, a set time of when it's going to be a different, you know, you're going to be in a different space. And and that's something I think as well, we want to control a lot at, and we can't, we just, it's just our process and we have to allow that to happen. And the more we can lean into it and allow it, the easier it becomes, it doesn't get easy completely. It just eases slightly the more we can lean into it and allow that process to unfold for ourselves because each of us are different. Um, and, and I think we've got to we've got to really appreciate that within each person as well, because your healing time to someone else's healing time is not the same. So you can't expect if someone else is going through something similar, who's healed a little bit faster and then it's like, oh, snap out of it. It doesn't work that way. Right. And um, and I love the fact that, you know, your dad gave you such wonderful lessons. You know, that that attitude of gratitude is the spark of so many amazing things. And I love that fact. And and definitely support. We need support as much as we can feel alone in a situation. We definitely are not alone in this world. And it's reaching out to those people. Um, so moving on from that really difficult space, obviously the time that it took and getting from that point to where you are now, what was the rest of the journey like? What, How did you break it down for yourself to start moving into the right place? Because we know it doesn't happen overnight. It takes time, it takes dedication, it takes commitment and so many other things, sweat, the tears and the blood behind the scene that nobody else sees. So tell us a bit more about that journey. Yes, so overthinking. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> when we overthink things, we get paralyzed. We get paralyzed yeah. and we can't move forward. And uh, for me, there were times when I know looking back now, if I had overthought that specific task, I would not be where I am today. And it's basically getting in front of people, talking. You know, the more you, you think about these things, sometimes the more you paralyze yourself. So understanding myself in that way has helped me to, to get past a lot of my own insecurities and just becoming a lot more self-aware. And it took a while, of course, and it's just started with one little thing, maybe one little lesson that I learned, which led to another one. And every lesson was a stepping block toward something amazing. I've learned to be patient with myself. I've learned to give myself more grace. I've learned to not criticize myself so much because I was very, very critical, very critical. I would say things to myself that I would never say to anybody else. 
never. And even though people saw me in a specific light as somebody who as somebody who was always inspiring them and motivating them, internally I was the worst critic for myself. I never accepted my gifts. I never accepted the fact that I did have a voice, that I did have stories to share that could help other people. So little by little, I learned to accept myself, to accept my body, to accept my own journey. And it took so long. And sometimes I see people and sometimes they get it so early on. They're very confident. You know that they're vibracious, that they're joyful no matter what. And other times you see women who have learned through different um you know, things in their life that had happened to them, like getting cancer or losing a very special loved one, a child, a parent, a spouse. And the journey for them started when that happened. So it was kind of like a massive life change that can propel us into becoming the person that we were always meant to be, you know, and I believe that that transformation is so, so beautiful because when we learn to appreciate the journey, when we learn to appreciate the pain and all of the struggle, and we learn to reframe the way that we see things and we use all of that's happened to us for good to inspire others. And we look at it from a lens of gratitude. That's when things can begin to shift for us internally. So it wasn't so much for me as, uh, you know, about uh, all the people that were constantly telling me all these positive things. It was more about me learning to be more positive with myself, to to love myself mm -hmm. and to grow, you know, to grow. So all of that led to a ton of personal development, a ton of like little lessons over time having to listen to certain things over and over again, having to apply them, having to primarily think a different way, right? Because if you don't think differently, things are never going to change. You have to change your thoughts in order to change the way that you feel, in order to change your behavior. So when I learned more about that, that's when I started to look into life coaching. So that to me was has been such an amazing journey because now I understand myself so much better which in turn helps me to help other women to understand themselves a little bit more as well. That's, you know, I think there's so many women, especially, and so many women that would be listening that have gone on this journey. It's a self-discovery, self-exploration journey. And it can be quite tough sometimes because you're confronting a lot of things about yourself that you didn't know or don't want to see as well. And, and that, that point of where, you know, our thoughts, we understand how important they are. How did you change that self-talk? I think that's quite an important piece. If you could share the way you did it, that might inspire somebody else and might make sense for them. Because I think we all have different ways that we can do this. But what was your way of doing it? So there's talk and then there's conversation, mm -hmm. right? So we talk about self-talk so much, the things that we say to ourselves. But what I tell people is you need to answer back to that voice, right? So it used to be that, oh man, why can I do this right? So I would say things like that to myself. Oh, why can't I just leave the house or on time? Or why can't I um, say things the right way, right? So I would go over conversations over and over my head. Mm -hmm. Instead of leaving it there, I started to talk back to myself. So instead of, oh man, why can't I just leave the house on time? I would say to myself, okay, what do I need to do in order to do that, right? How can I yeah. fix it? You know, so I would start to, to look at the solution to the problem that I was posing to myself. And if I were to look at myself in the mirror and criticize my body, 
right? I would say things like, oh man, why can't I just have more curves? Or why can I be a little, t why, you know, why couldn't I have been a little bit taller? Uh, why couldn't my feet have been a little bit smaller? Like all of these things. But then I would turn around yeah. and say, you know what? I have amazing hair. I am stronger than anybody I know my age. My kids have a strong role model. So I began to talk back to that voice, that voice of insecurity. And when there were times when I would have to speak in public or, um, you know, give advice to a group of people or whatever, I would sometimes say to myself, is anybody going to listen? How, what do I have that's so special that could possibly attract anybody? There are plenty of people out there who are much better than I am. So these are the things that I would say to myself, so that's a self-talk. But then if I'm going to start having a conversation with myself, I'm going to say, I am just as good as anyone out there or even better. I have plenty of life lessons that I can that I can share to inspire others. I have a voice. My voice is unique. You know, I am a cool as heck mom. I am the best mom that I know. So I began to reframe a lot of that. So that self-talk and self-criticism began to turn itself into self-empowerment. You know, you have to look at yourself in a positive light and you have to look at yourself the way that you want people to see you, right? Yeah. So if you want to be seen as somebody who's confident, who, who is strong, who is healthy, who is vibrant, then that's how you have to look at yourself. You have to look in the mirror and wink at yourself once in a while, you know, enjoy the process and also understand that you have to take care of your body. You know, mm -hmm. this is one of the reasons why I love combining everything that I do from fitness to nutrition, mindset training into my coaching packages because I want entrepreneurial boss women to look and feel their best, right? To be yeah. confident when they're going to do a Zoom or when they're going to go live or when they're going to go on a book tour, to to really look whether whether they have a few pounds to lose or a lot of pounds to lose, I want them to feel that confidence, that fire that comes from the inside. But that all starts with the way that we talk to ourselves and the way that we respond to ourselves. So it's not so yeah. much about the self-talk anymore. We have to have a conversation with ourselves. We have to learn to understand ourselves from the inside out. I, I love that because it actually is a conversation. And I think similarly for me, in my own self-talk, I do the same thing. And I tend to do that with a journal. So I ask myself those questions. Why am I saying this to myself? Why am I doing this? Where is it coming from? And I think like to go deeper to that next level is that beliefs that we have about ourselves, right? And and it always, most, more often than not, it will always root back, especially for women, the not-enoughness the not enoughness of something and that lack of self-worth in ourselves. And that's where I think the deeper work needs to come in. And, and, you know, we can talk about this because we've been on the journey of being really down in those low places and then being in this place. Like now we want to just help women feel empowered. And, you know, cause we have all of this like stamina and drive in us, but it's a big leap, right. From that starting point to this. And I think it's, it's helping women understand how to bridge that gap as well, because it is a process, but how to bridge that gap. And I think there's, there's certain things you've mentioned, but I'd like to know from your point of view, what are the daily things you can do to start bridging that gap and bringing you closer to that feeling of self-worth, self-love, of feeling empowered and being able to have those honest, genuine conversations, but also not taking those conversations to heart when you have those conversations with yourself? 
Yeah, so that feeling that you mentioned of not feeling like you're enough, I would say according to whom did somebody tell you that you weren't enough? Because there are so many people who have had that trauma from a young age. You know, they've been told a certain thing. And then we have to analyze that and say, okay, like what's true about that? Right? Mm -hmm. Where's the truth? Where's the evidence? And if no one has ever said that to you, that you're, you know, you're not enough, you're worthless, then why are you saying these things to yourself? Like, where does it come from? Right? Is it, is it a feeling that you're putting out there because you're trying to hold yourself back from something that you know is going to be amazing for you because you're afraid? You know, at the end of the day, it just comes from that fear that we have inside of us. So when we understand where the feeling is coming from, then we can start to reframe it. We can start to use our words internally. You know, we can reach out for help. We can write things out in order for us to reframe that so we can we come out of it. So affirmations are huge. <laughs> you know, they're a great way that repetitive um, affirmation day in and day out for whatever you need is going to help you to get out of that rut, to get out of that feeling, oh, I'm not enough. Well, what can you do in response to that? What can you say in response to that? So there has to be an affirmation for every negative thing that we might say to ourselves, you know, and yeah. the more we repeat it, the better it's going to be for us in the end. So that's one thing that I always like to say to people is make a list of your positive words, the positive words that you're going to need throughout the day. Because we still have women who are working, who are working from home, who are now dealing with kids also at school right now, doing school from home, who have um, not, who don't have the best relationships with their spouses or their partners, you know, women who are struggling. So I'll say, write a list of words that you know you might need for the day. Is it joy? Is it peace? Is it strength? Is it courage? You know, is it confidence? What do you need? Just write down your list and then you're going to grab each word and write it on a post-it note. So paste that little post-it note on your laptop, on the wall, in, on the mirror, in the bathroom when you're getting ready and just refer to that word for when you need it. So if you're feeling very anxious about something specific that's coming soon, you might need more confidence. Or you might need more courage. So you're going to dig into that tool. You know, you're going to dig into that word and keep repeating it to yourself. I am confident. I am courageous. I do hard things. But the best way to get past all of this is to put it into, all into practice, right? So putting it into practice means that we have to do one little thing that scares us every single time. That's the only way to grow. Without that, we're never going to be able to grow. We're never going to be able to get past our limitations, our feelings of self-doubt, our feelings of not being enough, right? So... <laughs> We can say all the things, but we have to put it into practice. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, even even saying the affirmations is going deeper beneath that. And that one courageous thing that I would always say is start working on yourself. Like that's the most scariest and courageous thing you can do at the same time. But that will unfold in such a, a tremendous way that everything else in your life will change. And and the affirmations, because it is hard sometimes, because you can say an affirmation, but you can, it's like, oh, I don't believe that. Like, you know, it's like, you, you, you can turn around and look in the mirror and say, I'm beautiful. And then beneath that, you're like, no, I'm not. So it's that kind of like conversation again, right? That you said we need to have with ourselves. So taking that affirmation and then having that conversation. And maybe it's a small step of saying, well, I like, I look good. That might not be beautiful yet, but it might be, I look good. And you build up to it. So it's not a case that you start off and it seems unrealistic. 
it may be starting off a little smaller as well and gradually building up to that because it is that that conversation is where you can reframe the belief i think which is such an important piece because i think there's that disconnect with beliefs when um with sorry with um the affirmations when people think you know look in the mirror and say all these things and then we don't believe it but we've not done that internal work and we've not understood it enough that journey within ourselves and that self-awareness is super super important so i love those tips um so going going back from now like these years that have passed for you getting to where you are right now what has been for you the most pivotal moments um that you have found that has you know that has reaffirmed to you all the work you've done the journey you've been on because sometimes i think we forget to, to celebrate all the good stuff and i want to just recall what has been those reaffirming moments because sometimes we just need that as well yes there's so many so many moments uh, of all the ladies that I've been able to help without even realizing it, just by lending an ear, just by being supportive. But I have to tell you that the most important moment for me is when I look at my daughter, who is 16, she'll be 17 in September. And when I see her, I say to myself, I wish I had been like her when I was her age. Yeah. So having all of these tools that have helped me to help others is also helping my daughter. And to me, that's the most important thing, you know, to see that in my kids, to see them living with compassion, with with kindness, with confidence, to not have to seek approval from anyone, you know, because as women, when we're, as we're growing, we're little girls, there's always that sense of approval, of competition, of how are they going to look at me, you know, my daughter was, um, she suffered from social anxiety and uh, thankfully she's a lot better now. And when I see her, it's like, wow, I, she, she doesn't need a ton of friends. She doesn't care how she dresses, you know, she doesn't need that approval from anyone. So that to me is the most important thing. Um, aside from my ladies and my Zumba participants and how they say that the hour with me is so therapeutic, how they've gone through loss, through grief, through surgeries, through diseases, and they've come on top because it's all about how they reframe their mindset. And I always apply a lot of this to my classes. So at the end of the class, when we're stretching and when they're breathing, I get on the microphone and I always say to them, close your eyes. Think about three things that made you smile today. Or I might say, think about five things that made you happy yesterday. And just really think about that. And all of a sudden you'll see the smiles on their faces, even though their mm -hmm. eyes are closed. You know, so that was one of the ways when I started to, to bring a lot of what I had learned to my classes, which eventually led me to, to do more coaching later on. So um, just seeing lives transformed, you know, just seeing yeah. the the seeing them share motivational quotes on social media and seeing them inspire their family to weight loss. It's, it's unbelievable. There's so many beautiful yeah. stories that I could share, but I would say going back, the number one thing is it's just my daughter, you know? Yeah. That's amazing. And that, that is a testament to you as a mom and what you've done because your dad is also a testament to you. And, and that flows, you know, his, his legacy flows through you to your daughter and, to your you know to your to your children and that's so important you know to appreciate that space of what we've learned from each other we might not have been generationally we might not have been in the same mindset but we've learned and we've taken the good things 
and we can then inspire the next generation with that as well. Yes. Um, so in closing, I want to ask you, um, or in, in ending the, the kind of podcast in closing, I don't know why I said that, <laughs> but it's I wanted to ask you, um, if you could go back in time and tell yourself something that you wish you heard from somebody else, what would you want to hear from somebody else when you were younger? Uh, I had a lot of trauma growing up. You know, I lost my mom very young. So I'm sure there were times when I heard things that could have helped me, but I was so close to them, so close off to them, I should say. I would just go back and uh, if somebody could say something to me, it would be to never compare myself to anybody else and to remind me that I am strong and I could do anything that I put my mind to because there were times when I wanted to do things, but I didn't have the self-confidence or the strength or the mental capacity to pull myself out of those situations. So that's one thing that I would go back and say is, is you are strong and you have um, all the capabilities, everything that you need to be successful. And maybe, you know, I would have gotten a massive shortcut to this journey, mm -hmm. but there's still so many amazing lessons to be learned, even, even in the pain, even in the struggle. And it all yeah. serves us. So sometimes having that massive shortcut might deter us from getting to where we really need to be because now we don't have, you know, the struggle and the pain behind it. So, yeah, yeah it's one of those things where, you know, some I don't really think too much about what could have changed in the past because there were times when I was younger when I would fantasize about having a different life. You know, what if mom was still alive? What if, you know, we would have lived a different way? What if, what if, what if? But the what ifs don't really get us anywhere unless we're projecting yeah. to the future, not to the past. Yeah, I totally feel that as well, because I also had those what ifs. If my dad was still alive, what would it look like and how my life would have been different? And I think it, it's I think it's a way of remembering them as well. Right. It's like you almost want to imagine what life would be like when they didn't miss those moments. So I think it's a little bit of a tribute in a way, I guess. Um, yes. But yeah, I love that, um, you know, hearing those words, I think, especially as a young girl, um, is so important. Um, and and those are the things that we really want to teach our, our children now, which is what you've done and, and keep on helping them understand their worthiness and understand that they can achieve anything um, and they can go out in the world and, and do wonderful, wild things um, rather than playing it small which is amazing. Yeah. So I really want to thank you for coming on to the podcast and sharing your story and telling us more about your journey. Um, it has been wonderful having you on here and um, we are excited to share um, your journey with everyone that's listening. Thank you so much for having me. This was fun. Thank you. You're welcome.